Hey, welcome back. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. Still to come on the program here in about 15 minutes, Chris Carlin from Canty and Carlin going to be on with us. Uh, a good East Coast guy from the mothership who's not going to give me an SEC spin. That's what I love about him. So he's going to be on here in just a little bit. But right now we're going to go over to our Hammerhead hotline and uh, we're going to bring in our good buddy, Nick Yeoman here from the uh, Indy Racing Car, t- uh, the uh, radio team over there at IndyCar. And uh, in the middle of his uh, Christmas, New Year's, uh, President's Day mattress sale, I think it's all rolled into one for him here is uh, this month in, in May in uh, Indianapolis. And I know you're having just uh, you're having the best time down there. Even though it's raining, you're having a good time down there, aren't you? Well, first of all, Paul Feinbaum, let me tell you something. Tennessee did not <laughs> lose that bowl game to the Boilermakers. They were robbed. Uh, no, uh, first of all, it, it is great to be uh, with you, my friend, Jared. And, uh, yes, it is the greatest time of the year. If you're a gearhead, a racing guy like myself, uh, the month of May is here, and I am excited. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's a great time. I mean, it'll rain this week. Look, what's that rain do to uh, these uh, drivers and these teams just a couple of days before the race here? We've had some pretty good conditions overall. I mean, it's been hot. It's been cold. Uh, we, you know, we had uh, J.R. Hildebrand on yesterday. was talking about how... He thought the the heat was really the track temperature really affected these uh, the, these newer cars and stuff this year. But you know now with the rain being down there, what does that do to the teams here just a couple of days before the uh, green flag drops? Well, first of all, let me tell you something, Jared. Having J.R. Hildebrand on, he, he may be the smartest guy in the paddock. So uh, I, there is nothing I'm going to tell you that's going to sound smarter than the way J.R. Hildebrand can break it down. Um, and he's absolutely right. I mean, the forecast for Sunday actually looks really good. Uh, it is going to be quite warm, and it's, that's going to make the, the track temperature shoot up. The grip's going to lack, and these guys, I think it's going to be a little bit harder to pass than in, in recent years. As far as the rain, right now, it really doesn't affect the track or, or the drivers. The concern is for tomorrow with Carb Day uh, being the final two-hour practice session. The forecast, I wish I had better news. It doesn't look very good for tomorrow, so there's a chance that, uh, that the two-hour practice session could be you know, shortened. There may be a little or less or, or maybe no track time at all. And if you're one of these drivers that maybe is struggling, didn't qualify very well, and you were looking forward to having that last couple hours of practice to maybe fine-tune your setup, find a little extra speed, uh, all of a sudden you kind of put yourself behind the eight ball. So, you know, the rainfall today doesn't do much, but boy, if conditions are nasty tomorrow, I think there's going to be some teams towards the back of the field that end up scrambling a little bit come race day. Well, there's a couple of big names right now towards the uh, back of the field, right? I mean, some some guys. If you were looking for what Elio, I mean, where, where's he? He's all the way starting back there at 27th. Everybody wants to see him win another one. Um, Tony Kanan is. Oh no, he's at the front. I'm sorry, I, I had it all written right down here. But there, I, I guess when I was looking at it, there's a couple of names towards the back there. If it's going to be travel passing and all that stuff, now you're not going to have another chance. Uh, that, that's uh, that's an issue for some of these real season drivers that have uh, had the had the success. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Leo Castroneves isn't the only one. The drivers you were, were, were alerting to, Juan Montoya is starting back in 30th. Yep. Uh, Scott, Scott McLaughlin, who drives for Team Penske in the Pennzoil ride, he's a guy who's already won an IndyCar race this year. He's been really good. He's starting next to Elio in, in the 26th spot. Colton Herta, who's this you know 22-year-old American superstar, he's starting back in 25th. Marco Andretti, uh, everyone knows that name. He's starting in 23rd. So, yeah, there's some drivers that – um, it, it, again, if the conditions are hot and you can't simply, you know, nail the setup and drive your way towards the front of the field uh, because of the track conditions, 
these teams are going to have to get creative. You're going to have to go off sequence, you know, try pitting a little bit early or pitting a little bit later. Hope you catch a caution right because uh, it, it is tough sledding. This field is so competitive and so fast that the days of, you know, qualifying towards the back, finding something magical in the setup and being able to charge your way to the front, it's just tough to do. Last year, Simon Pagano uh, started towards the back, and it took him the entire race, and he only got to third on the last lap. And, and he said, man, it is just so tough to carve your way through the field. So, yeah, there's some big names towards the back of the field that I think are going to have to get really creative, Jared, uh, with their strategy come race day. All right, you know me. Um, sometimes I like a little skin in the game, and the Indy 500 is uh, no, you know, no different here. Uh, I would like to hear some of your favorites going into Sunday. Who, who do you like? Who's been fast, and who's in a great position to be able to capitalize? Well, you know, I love this kind of stuff too. Uh, the, the two favorites, I think, deservedly so, are Scott Dixon and Alex Pillow. They start first and second. They drive for the same Chip Ganassi team. Uh, and, and the odds, probably not going to see the, the big type of payout that you're looking for, but I do think one of those two guys may be the winner. So if you're looking for value, I think you start looking at their teammates who also qualified really well. Marcus Erickson starts in the middle of row number two in the fifth position. His teammate, Tony Kanan, starts sixth. Uh, TK knows how to win this race. He's done it before. And then you know what? I'm going to take a flyer on Jimmy Johnson, who's the fifth Chip Ganassi car I think Jimmy's got a lot of experience taking care of a race car for 500 miles. That's the specialty of what he did in NASCAR. Sure, this is, you know, a little bit faster, and it's kind of a foreign type of racing to him, but I think some of those principles of, of managing a long afternoon could benefit him. So I think Jimmy Johnson, Marcus Erickson, Tony Kanaan are good buys. And if you want a deep, long shot, I'm going to give you the name Santino Ferrucci. He starts in 15th. For the Dreyer Reinbold Racing Team, this is the only race that they do all year. They don't run the entire IndyCar calendar. They only run the Indy 500. And in the last three years, Santino Ferrucci is something ridiculous, like plus 14, plus 15, and plus 16 in his three Indy 500 starts in terms of you know improving his position. He starts 15th. Do the math. I think he's got a chance. He, he he likes to pin it to the floor. He's aggressive. He's a young guy from uh, from Connecticut. So Santino Ferrucci is. I think your long shot that might have a chance to win this race. The Italian name there. Sorry, do you have to do the little finger of the Italian like this? Whenever you doing, are you doing that subconsciously when you call him out on the track? For sure. I mean, that's the thing. You hear the name <laughs> Santino Ferrucci, and you think, "Where this guy from Italy?" No, he's from Woodbury, Connecticut. So go figure. All right. Um, I also like to put down uh, maybe not like a win bet, but maybe like a top five or top ten. Uh, we did this last year. I think this paid out last year. Uh, but I always like to ask, best hair out of any driver in the field? I feel like that says something. Go ahead and give it to me. Who do you got this year? Best hair? Okay, so there's some pretty good candidates. I mentioned Colton Herta, young guy, kind of a rock star. He plays in a rock band. He's a drummer, um, full-time IndyCar driver, part-time drummer. He's got a nice set of locks. The guy you talk to, J.R. Hildebrand, kind of yes. has the John Wick look to him. Yeah. Maybe Jesus, you know, somewhere in between. Um, and then, of course... There's Connor Daly, who is still rocking the mullet, although I think he's kind of trimmed it down a little bit. Uh, that's pretty solid. Santino Ferrucci, the guy I mentioned, he's kind of got the sideshow side Bob curls going on top. So lots of good uh, choices to go with best hair. The best one, though, may be Tony Kanaan because it's super aerodynamic. <laughs> TK lost his hair a long time ago, so it's 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 a, it's the old Wait. chrome dome shined up, ready to go. I think I saw Ferrucci, too. Isn't he? Doesn't his car, like, isn't it like a pizza sponsor, too, for the car? Yeah, I think it's like Screaming Sicilian. Oh, those, I love those, those things. Sponsorships. So, I mean, how can oh, you go gosh. wrong with that? 
I might have to do it just based on the car. That's my next question, then. What is the best-looking car? I did say I, I really thought that uh, JR and his uh, American flag looked fantastic, but you tell me what is your personal preference. Who has the best-looking car this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to go against that. I mean, that's a 230-mile-per-hour uh, you know, red, white, and blue flag that's going to be flying around the racetrack. Um, I'm kind of an old school guy. I like the old looks of like the Pennzoil car with yeah. like, uh, Scott McLaughlin's a great looking race car. Uh, and then uh, there's a couple more. Renus VK has got this all orange car. The Dutch love the color orange. Uh, so we've gone with that. And then Ed Carpenter has a purple and blue car that kind of looks like an Easter egg. And again, that's a 230 mile per hour Easter egg. That's the fastest one you're ever going to see. So yeah, lots of good cars and uh, lots of good colors throughout the field, which as a turn announcer on the radio broadcast, I love having lots yeah. of colorful cars, a little bit easier for me to spot. Yeah, we all remember those old Jeff uniforms uh, for the football team that just had the outline of the numbers and uh, me trying, and folks trying to figure out who the heck was who. Uh, that's not fun. Yeah, so when you uh, have the different uh, uh, color schemes that st- stand out, uh, that makes it a whole lot easier. Um, is there a former champion? Who, who do you like as a former champion to be able to repeat uh, who has the best odds, you think, of getting back up there? Is it Scott Dixon? Probably, right? Yeah, it, it probably is Scott Dixon, although, man, Jared, he won this race in 2008, and, and Scott Dixon, for those don't, that don't follow IndyCar, is one of the greatest IndyCar drivers of all time. He has six championships. He's won everywhere. His name is cemented on the wins and, and, rec- and, uh, and polls, and statistically, just one of the greatest of all time. But, man, the Indianapolis 500 has just not been very kind to him. He had a horrendous crash there. Uh, a few years ago, and he's had great race cars. He's now a five-time pole sitter, but only has that one win in 2008. So he is long overdue for a second win. As I mentioned, he's got a great car. Obviously, he's starting on pole position. So maybe this is the year that Scott Dixon can finally uh, get that second Indy 500 win. I think he's probably your best bet for a repeat winner. All right, and last question before we go here, because they were really nice at work here. They had a little contest where everybody could enter, and then they gave you like a driver, and then if you win, there, you know, there's a prize and stuff here. So it was a blind draw. I got myself a rookie, and I was nervous about that because what it's, Rossi's the last rookie to win, and that's been how long? I mean, that's been like over a decade, I think, since the rookies won, right? Uh, yeah, the, it was the 100th running in 2016, but yeah, so it's it's been a little while. This race usually favors veterans, so I don't like your odds. So who was the driver? I got David uh, Malukas. Now, here's what I like about him. One, Lithuanian last name, which I also have. I have a Lithuanian last name. Two, He's starting in 13. That is my lucky number. That That's my number right there. So I'm feeling like I got a little mojo going here. Would you like to rain on my parade? I, I like it. He's got a red, white, and black car. And as a Lafayette Jeff graduate, you know I love the colors red and black. Well, here we David, go. David's a fun guy. He's a great personality. Pull up some videos and watch. He, he's got a ton of personality. And, this year, and you're right. He's been fast this month. And he's the youngest guy in the field. Like, how cool of a story would that be if the youngest driver in the field won the Indy 500? So, uh, again, probably a bit of a long shot, no doubt. But why not? Let's roll with David. Let's do it. Plus, he's from Chicago, so he's not not far away. See, here we go. Let's roll. All right, this is the – let's go. It's a squad ride here. That's what I'm in on. Uh, I'll take the uh, young Lithuanian right there. I know he's from Chicago, but I'm sorry. I'm rocking that connection. Here we go. <laughs> at 13. Nick Yeoman, again, make sure you're listening. Coverage all this week. You're, you're doing stuff all the way through Carb Day and all that stuff, right? I mean, the, the IndyCar radio stuff doesn't stop. Yeah, no, of course. You can listen online and, uh, and all over the place. 11 a.m. Eastern, we'll have uh, live coverage, pre-race coverage of the 500. I think we got like a 90-minute pre-race show. We kind of blow this one out of the water. And then, of course, 
Uh, the 106 running of the greatest spectacle in racing. We're fired up for it, brother. I'll be in turn one representing Lafayette well, hopefully. I can't wait to be listening. Nick Yeoman, again, uh, enjoy him all this weekend. This is his, this is his Graceland. Uh, this is his Christmas. This is, uh, um, his midlife crisis. This is his uh, silver anniversary. It's all rolled into one here. And, uh, that is at IMS this weekend, buddy. I know you have so much fun with it. So really enjoy it. Go nuts. Have fun, man. And, uh, I can't wait to listen this weekend. All right, man. I appreciate it, everyone. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Take care, Nick. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back. And uh, Chris Carlin scheduled to join us next. Hang around. This is the Hammer Down Show on 101.